Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Comedy Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm DeCoria. And today we're doing like a special mini general episode. Sometimes we want to talk about hot topics that are kind of going on social media, but by the time we film a monthly general episode, the topic has kind of died down. So we wanted to kind of jump on this while things are still popping off we hope you're having a great spooktober spooktober is about to end and it's kind of raining on our end during halloween but i hope you still have a great time like even if you're not going out to party because you know we're still in the middle of a you know um a panda roma a panda express um i hope you get dressed up have fun by yourself and just enjoy the vibes you know i know your brain is not computing that you know 2022 is in three months but that's okay we're gonna make it through this together and you can make it through it by listening to us bi-weekly haha um so yeah today we're gonna do a small general mini episode we're gonna cover like three topics our topics gonna be howard university the tiktok cult and some fat phobia and violence these are things that i kind of picked out um so yeah let's just talk about this let's start out with howard university um y'all have heard of howard yes 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 howard university for those of you who do not live in the united states is the top um, historical black college um it's a dream for a lot of um black boys and girls to go to the school and have a you know an almost ivy league experience of education and community and howard has been doing everybody dirty i don't know when i started seeing these videos on tiktok i want to say it was a good like three four weeks ago right yeah it's been like a month or so yeah yeah it's been like a month and the fact that i can go on twitter and people are still posting news you know a lot's going on (laughs) so i want to say a good month ago we started getting videos of people being like oh college is not what i thought it was because you know it's been like a month since people like getting into school and they're like my dorms suck my roommates suck and then all of a sudden we started seeing these videos that were all about howard and how howard had mold and rats and roaches and we were like mm, well it's giving old university and then the videos just got worse and worse and worse like I didn't think, I like I knew it was bad, but I didn't think it was that bad until I saw mushrooms growing from somebody's ceiling. Oh wow! <laughs> so currently, right now at Howard University, I'm looking at a thread from October 13th. But if you type in Howard University, there's stuff from like two or four days ago. Um, currently, students at Howard University are doing a Blackburn takeover. Blackburn is one of the buildings they're doing a sit-in. They are protesting against the inhumane conditions of their dorms, of um, students being um, misplaced because of pipes breaking, not having enough housing to begin with. And so it's not only that the living conditions are bad, the way Howard University is reacting to students is also horrible. I didn't know this, but in 2012, 19 students filed a lawsuit against Howard for having roaches, rats, and mold. That was in 2012, wow. and I had nothing about that. <laughs> um, and so you know, and it's not making like the math is not mathing because, um, they have a two like Howard University signed a two billion dollar forty year contract with yeah. Corvettes. And Howard, just for FYI, Howard is probably the HBCU historically black college and university that gets the most donations. Mm-hmm. Um, they have 
like buildings and like Jeff Bezos' ex-wife literally just donated a huge sum of money to Howard. So it's like, ah, it's not mathing like, financially the because money like, the money's money there. Going? Like, where is it? And to me, it's like someone's stealing the money. Someone in the higher ups are just taking it to fill their bank accounts because there's no way you can't renovate dorms when you have that kind of money coming in. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so I'm currently looking at the Action Network.org petition, and they're saying that there's a company called Corpus Incorporated that has caused the current hazards of living conditions resulting in the student-led movement. As a part of their agreement with Corvus, would finance, renovate, manage, and operate and maintain residential facilities on central campus, including a bunch of buildings, um, but it says that just like the other projects in which Corvus is involved, the Georgia University system and military base Fort Bragg's housing, Howard students have reported crumbling ceilings, brown water, black mold, cases of student developed mold-based asthma, respiratory illnesses, and a list of, of other harmful building issues and D.C. health code violations. So they're saying that basically the, they hired a company to maintain their stuff and it's the company's fault that the school is like this? basically yeah so they want them to end the contract because the contract was signed in 2016 for almost two billion dollars for a 40-year contract and so the company that was supposed to keep the upkeep and renovate and all that stuff is not it's not happening the students wow. shouldn't have to be protesting for that to happen the school staff should have already seen that this is going on and ended the contract themselves like what kind of shit is that that makes no sense why are yeah like protesting to get this done Howard University's endowment is is almost a billion dollars. It's almost a billion dollars. Their their president earns the top salary, and like I just saw um, videos that the peaceful protest was being agitated by a resource officer. So it's like it's it's insane because agitated how like he's like like yeah there was like a yeah he was threatening antagonizing the students with a baton. I just read this thing that said that in 1989, up to 3,000 students occupied the administration building for almost a week over housing conditions. 1989? So this is a repeated thing with them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for context, my dad went to Howard, and he he graduated in, in like, 81, 82, and he said back then the dorms were brand new. Or, like, they had just been built a couple years before he got there. But, like, that's 1981. Like, if the... And a lot of those dorms were literally built, like, because Howard is, like, it's built in 18-something. And a lot of those buildings have not been touched in at least 60 years, 70 years. So, like, why, how do you think you can instill, try to admit students, like, that are coming all over the country and sometimes all over the world to your school and you don't even have the basic, like, dorm health code? Yeah. health things in place it doesn't make sense colleges have just turned into profit machines and it's kind of upsetting because like what i was talking about with the police this is a video from october 23rd that's on twitter that says the campus police have blocked students from entering the building in which they had occupied for 12 days shortly after an officer pulls out his batons attacking the students who are unarmed and so there's like video footage of this man kind of like just going at students they i mean they're peacefully protesting they're just doing a sit-in and so it's it it just frustrates me because if you look at howard's 
current Twitter, they like post a shit for homecoming and shit. I'm like, they're really pretending like this is not happening. (laughs) And you know what's crazy about this? Like, I know, like, okay, not all HBCUs have these kind of financial problems because some, Mm -hmm. like, there are some smaller ones that really have good leadership that are, like, trying to make their campuses modern and, like, redo stuff and invite new programs. But Howard, to me, it's like, y'all are, like, the top. Like, Mm -hmm. how are you, and, like, I don't get how you can work for a school that means so much to black people and just people are like our culture in general and then be like, well, I'm just going to embezzle money or I'm just going to look out for myself. It's like, why yeah. are you even working there? Like, and one of the more important things that they removed a student and alumni trustees off the board of trustees. So that's like also another thing that's happening. And I think their wow. board of trustees is like majority white now, if I'm not mistaken, Whoa. I don't have, that's oh, or wow, it's that like a lot shocking. more white people than there was yes this is a lot of their demands it says to in-person town hall with the president frederick and administration scheduled before the end of october reinstate all affiliate trustee positions students faculty and alumni on the board of trustees with voting power whoa so like their trustees got like it's like a thing after thing that's kind of like grown into this once again protest like the fact that this is not the first thing time this is happening on howard says a fucking lot oh yeah (laughs) And it's weird to me, like, that, I mean, I'm not trying to wish bad ill on Howard, like, it would be bad for them to close down. But at this Mm -hmm. point, it's like, why would you keep, there at least need to be, like, um, inspected and, like, thoroughly, uh, what do you call it? Like, what's that called? When you um, have to go in and check people's finances and do, like, a whole audit. Audit, Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, like they need to be audited, all that stuff. Like I don't get why people like other people in government or whatever aren't taking these things seriously because they've had several lawsuits. What happened to yeah. these? Did they get tossed out? I don't know. Also, just... I just double checked that board of trustees things. It's not like most of them are still black. Okay. That's crazy. Okay. That is it's just it's insane and it makes it breaks my heart because you know how many you know, a lot of people dream of going to Howard and to get there and to like have mold like when y'all for y'all who are listening to this podcast please just go type in Howard University you will see the pictures of like sporous mold everywhere this is not like mold on a bread this is like mold in the air coming out of the air yeah. vent sticking to clothes like I can't even describe how fucking disgusting and how heartbreaking that has to be it's sad sorry oh no you're good go ahead i saw some comment about this some uh, one of the students made it's like you go to other colleges that maybe are um, pwis or any other ones and Mm -hmm. the fact that howard which some of these people are having to protest and fight for things they wouldn't even had to fight other places when this place presents as a place as like someplace black students can be successful someplace that pushes them first and mm-hmm. then you're coming in yeah. and you're having to fight for housing and you're staying in tents outside like some people yeah. can't go back like what do, you, and, what do you and to everybody who's going to a PWI who's making snarky ass comments about people who choose to go to HBCUs just because of this Howard situation your, your pick me cool energy is like it's coming in full force because the amount of people that I've seen, like, the comments I've seen, people are like, well, look at me at my PWI. You know, we have a Starbucks machine. And I'm like, is your mental health okay, though? <laughs> is your mental health okay? No. 
y'all still on the same mental health downfall. So stop that. I don't know why some people um, look at people's other bad situations and immediately have a security complex. Like, it's so fucking weird. Yeah, I've seen those comments too. And it's just like, why? But also the thing too, a lot of people who go to HBCUs do talk, I don't know how to phrase this correctly. There can be elitist on both sides. Yeah, yeah. But I think like they're they like legitimately they're in dangerous conditions like mold like right. some mold can kill you, mm-hmm. so yeah that's I don't I just don't understand how that's happening to them. But as much money as that school has, I just don't. How do they not have new dorms? How have the dorms not been renovated already? Like none of that makes sense to me. Yeah, the math is not mathing, and I'm sure Howard has pool within like people who inspect them and shit like that yeah. so they've it's, probably never been called out for it so is howard a private sc- private college e, probably it, i okay. think it is wait let me see i don't i'm not 100 percent sure it could be there's just something about these private colleges and they're really or early dorms just being absolutely whack because mm-hmm. i've been to macon's like really old dorms and they just give me that energy just like they have not fixed anything yeah in it's years. private yeah, yeah, there were people yeah. who were like, I've been to Harvard, I've gone to, like, I've graduated from Harvard, they have rats too, so, like, yeah. a lot of these century-old schools are just rampant with issues, Yeah, and that should be looked at, because I shouldn't and, be paying this much to go to your school and have to deal with roaches. Exactly. If I wanted to do that, I'd and, live off campus. <laughs> right, and these HBCUs, y'all, are not charging state school prices. They're charging, like... Private tuition, like, out-of-state yeah. prices. Right, like, and you're paying more. You actually could go to school for cheaper if you go to, like, your local school or community college. Like, it doesn't, like, it's really frustrating to see because I feel like the only way how the people who are, at like, the leadership at Howard will actually do something is if, like, people stop applying there, which Mm -hmm. I hate that it would have to come to that. But, I mean, at this point, what else can the students do? Just, like you have to boycott in other ways so that yeah. people can hit them in their pockets. Cause when it starts to hit them in their banks, then they watch them do something about it. Yeah. We feel for the f- students at Howard and there's definitely petitions out there. So make sure you go find them and sign them because like the way this is 12 days over 12 days and still nothing has happened. It's going to take more than just them for a change to happen at Howard and we hope that they get housing because like the fact when I heard that like kids are just getting displaced in the middle of a pandemic I'm just like the stress that just ugh ugh yeah so um moving into our next topic um so I don't know if our listeners are fans of the TikTok talk app the clock app um over the past I want to say week week and a half two weeks there was a discovery of a cult on TikTok. Yes, you heard me, friends, a cult. Um, I don't even, I think I saw the girl's page who first discovered it. I think I saw the video of when she first discovered it. But basically, there is this um, stud. Uh, for those of you who don't know what a stud is, a stud is usually an African-American uh, gay woman who presents more masculine. And so this stud, I'm saying that like with quotations because apparently she isn't a stud, um, is basically preying on plus-size women for money to put them through 
pain for her narcissistic ego and a lot of other stuff. And when I first saw this, I was like, huh, this is funny. I thought the video of the person, um, I think her name was Angela. Angel, is that her name? Whatever the hell. Whatever her name is. Um, she basically is manipulating vulnerable people to give her money narcissistic stuff like that and so when i was first seeing these videos i was like oh this is cringe i hope no one's taking her seriously and then more and more information that came about about how this cult runs and how it's literally running like a cult we were calling it a cult at first as a joke it's no longer a joke people are literally being um they were going to give up their children. People were being, you know, cut themselves as punishment, tattooing her name and face on them. It's called, the cult's name was called Daddy's Girls. And I'm sure if you look up on YouTube and stuff, you can find a video of it. Um, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because, again, at first I wasn't taking it seriously. But then the more and more videos I saw of people coming up on my timeline reacting to this cult, it was a lot of jokes. And... For those of you who are not into true crime and don't understand how serious cults are or just how easily people can be manipulated, it really did rub me the wrong way that these victims were kind of being made fun of because they were also like participating in the cult publicly like on TikTok. And so I just wanted to talk about that and you guys' reaction when you first saw the videos and things like that. Mm, I think you dropped the video first to me because I didn't hear anything about it and yeah i was just more of like alarmed that i thought at first it was just these women worshiping this other woman and i thought that was it but then when i found out i saw in some of the comments and some of the videos about how she was asking them to not ask what is the word trying to influence them to um harm themselves that's when i was Mm -hmm. like okay this is going a little too far and it's kind of sad because because this is online and it's on TikTok, like what, what can you do? You really can't do anything besides comment on these women's videos to like, like warn them and be careful. But like, they're not going to listen to you because this woman is, you know, controlling them basically. Mm-hmm. Was there any more information you learned about Corey that I didn't say? Uh, basically, this lady, uh, I don't remember her name, but for her cult, you the, the way she gets people is by them watching her live streams, like on TikTok, because mm-hmm. on TikTok, you can go live if you have like a thousand followers. And basically what she does is she goes live and like everybody has to like, there are certain rules they have to follow, like how they speak to her and refer to her like, or something like that. And they have to like get permission from her to leave the live like let's say you had to go cook dinner you have to literally ask her permission to go cook dinner and like um what else did i learn it was it was like a lot of just like one girl the the youtube video i saw somebody was interviewing a, a woman who you know got a chance to actually leave the cult and like you know like um heal or whatever or heal herself mm-hmm. and she was saying that basically like as soon as she left she was getting like attacked left and right people were like going crazy on her real part of that that cult um another thing like for that girl if you get on her live and you don't say anything they immediately block you like you have to like introduce yourself because like basically it's not allowing people to spy on to see what's going on in the live Uh but i think as of now her account has been taken down but apparently she has like a backup account so i don't know of course yeah 
Nia, did you have anything to say before I continue? Um, y'all pretty much covered it. It was just shocking and sad, especially that people were blaming the victims, but that's mm-hmm. not how this stuff works. <laughs> like right. the people who are being um, manipulated are the victims in these situations. So mm. there needs to be compassion and support for them instead of saying, well, why aren't you doing what I would do in your situation? Well, one, you are not in their situation. So all these hypotheticals are really unnecessary and really yeah. disrespectful. Right. That's I, how I that's what at first too. Cause I looked at it. I remember I saw it and I was like, okay, like what is this? And like, yeah. At first, I was like, okay, whatever. Like that, that, like that's not the first time I've heard, I've heard of a cult on TikTok. Cause there was like this, like there was this one cult last year. They had some kind of communal housing thing going on. I'm not even sure if it was a confirmed cult, but that was what people were calling it. So when I saw this, I was like, all right, like this is strange, but whatever. But then when I heard that people were like harming themselves, that's when I started like taking it seriously. Yeah, I didn't like all the jokes that were being made, and I can't help but point out that if the victims weren't plus-size and black women, would the reaction to this cult be different? Because I, think I it would feel be the like same. you think it'd be the same. Cause like people make fun of like cults like all the time. It's not mm-hmm. like a new thing at all. Like if you think about like um, Scientology, which is also like a cult, people make fun of them all the time. People make fun of like mm-hmm. Jim Jones his cult they make like they make fun of that stuff all the time unfortunately like there's no sympathy for cult people are a part of a cult at all yeah i just from people who know nothing about it they don't care yeah i it's a very it's just a very strange attitude to have to i don't know why that's people's reaction i think also because it's on tiktok and that's how they found out about it that it takes out Mm. a chunk of the seriousness or the humanness that comes with it because like people being manipulated are never in a situation that you can understand as an outside perspective because what's happening to them is like their world it's pov everything's happening everything's really serious everything's on max and so i didn't like that but i also um there's a petition to deplatform her on a tiktok user his name is king genty 1989 it's king g-e-a-n-t-y 1989 he did a lot of videos kind of exposing the cult and talking to the cult leader and kind of all this other back and forth but he did start a petition to get her deplatformed so if y'all want to go sign that and support and also just realize that like wait okay is it like a change.org petition yeah i don't know if those actually do anything but yeah, i guess i was gonna say the the better thing to do would just to be re- to report that account like her account mm. like if you ever see her accounts just like report them because that that change.org is for like the white house it's not gonna do anything mm. okay that's good to know yeah but yeah don't i just wish people would be more empathetic when it comes to things like that and i guess because i'm in true crime that i hear stories about cults and like what happens in mm-hmm. cults and and so when i saw that i was just like why isn't why isn't everybody's reaction my reaction which was you, kind of you brought up a really good point though of this being on tiktok i think it's the same thing how people treat cyberbullying it's the mentality mm-hmm. of like why don't you just log off type mm-hmm. thing so that that probably adds on to like the like you just said like the people not taking it seriously and stuff like that yeah and it's, you know, your mental health is very serious, and a lot of our mental health is associated with social media, whether we exactly. like to admit that or not. So, like, just when you see stuff like this in the future, I hope that you will take a moment to humanize the people on the other side. 
speaking of unhumanity and speaking of somebody who consumes true crime, I thought that I was immune to a lot of um, information that I hear about criminals, about crime acts, about violence. Like most of it, I hear it and I'm like, that's fucking insane. But when you listen to a lot of true crime, a lot of it is solved. So Mm -hmm. you're like, there's kind of this like, I'm listening to this horrid story, but I know this person that they're dead or in jail, right? Or I'm listening to this horrid story and we're doing this to get more information out there to find a predator, right? And so as time continues and people like to um, talk about how, you know, true crime podcasts are toxic and things like that, but human people in general have been obsessed with murder and crime and um all of that since the beginning of time like they would hang people in the 1800s the people would a crowd would form because they would go watch somebody die and so i feel like this is the new age version of that but i'm talking about that because this next topic i saw this video on tiktok it's from um kellyn easley kellyn is great um she does a lot of great videos she's a great advocate for women on tiktok and i follow her she posted this video and she did put trigger warnings on it. And I was just like, I'm going to listen to this, whatever. And in the video, there's this man who's talking about how disposable fat women are. He basically says that um, there's the lower half of a fat woman is not worthy. So you can just cut them up. Basically, some very violent shit. And, you know, and I was, and I listened to that and I don't think I realized how hard it rocked me until later, which is why I want to talk about it. Cause like people like to pretend like fat phobia doesn't exist or even if it does exist, it doesn't have real work consequences. And yet there's a man on the internet that has at least 7,000 views on a video where he talks about violently killing and sexually assaulting a fat woman because her breast and her mouth is the only thing that's good on her. And as a plus-size woman, um, it's very weird because I walk in the world of two things. Like, I'm a type of person, for the longest time, my mother would, like, be like, you know, be careful when you walk around. I put your headphones on. You know, there's dangerous people out there. You know, there's human trafficking out there. And I never thought that was my story because as an insecurity of mine, I've never felt desired or wanted. So whenever somebody tells me like to be careful at night, I'm just like, nobody's going to want to kidnap me. That's a very dangerous thought to have as a black woman, but it's a the mindset that I had kind of worked myself into for a very long time because I wasn't desired by men in normal settings. So why would I be desired in men by a violent setting? Would that make sense? Yeah. And I think it's also because a lot of true crime or sexual assaults that happen to women that get widely publicized are of women who are considered beauty standards or acceptable beauty. Mm-hmm. And so there's not a lot of survivors, plus size survivors that talk about their assaults or it's not like publicized. And so I was having a very weird emotional response to this video and i don't know i guess i just wanted to talk about that and get it off my chest and yeah yeah it's a little alarm not a little it's very alarming the fact that this this man thought that 
this was so okay to say that he were that it is a video posted which the clip was from youtube right mm-hmm. so he has it in a podcast form which i from what i'm telling from the mics and then it's a clip on youtube about like it's just it's not even the it's not it's more than just harming it's how violent it is on top of that it's like mm-hmm. he goes on to describe you know trigger warning like you know killing plus size women and then and then goes farther than that which i didn't listen to originally and that's what shocked me i was like mm-hmm. oh so we're doing a more even after you harm these women women and then he just you say all of that and then you you edit this video cut it whatever and then post and then you just you think there are no consequences or you think that this is what a lot of men believe in and so you there's an audience that you also believe that will listen and understand this which is very alarming to me and i mean i don't know what happened to him after the video i hope hope their channel's still up Mm-hmm. yeah i looked wow. into it basically all that happened after this is they people were like you know calling them out but basically they just ignored it um and continued on like nothing happened they like went private for a few days and they put the video on private as well but they continued their podcast like they never addressed right. it like at all i just and what are, were there two other guys there yeah their, one of them the is a former contestant of the bachelor bachelorette uh-huh. i can't know if i'm saying that right but um just to add on, that guy, the main host, not the one who was speaking, but the guy next to him, mm-hmm. he has been accused of sexual assault multiple times. Okay. Oh, so wow. it's just a room full of trash people is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, people who should be behind bars because yeah. that's... Yeah. It's gruesome and, and horrifying. And the fact that whoever runs these algorithms of what gets blocked has not taken down their podcast or reported them officially makes me upset and like it's very hard and painful to listen to that and the fact that they just ignored it it's like oh these are just a-holes like assholes Mm. garbage they should be drummed off dropped off the face of the earth yeah it's just horrifying he's a supposed the guy i can't remember his name but the one who was speaking he's supposedly a comedian i just personally i don't find shit like that funny at all that type of edgy humor like it's not even edgy that was like not even yeah that wasn't even edgy it was a violent that time but like that's those type of jokes people like to make like that's just not it's not funny at all and i think like as a society we've moved past the point to the need to do that kind of stuff shocking humor yeah yeah humor for shock value but yeah i don't i just i don't get it like if if you have such a huge problem with the appearance of somebody who is plus size then just stop talking about people like 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 oh it's just so annoying because it's just like it's like men like that they only view women as like objects for, of desire and so mm-hmm. for women who aren't appealing to them they just dehumanize them completely and you're just not worth yeah. anything it's just like why how can you treat somebody like that basically like i don't understand that thought process yeah i think it was like a very rude awakening for me because a lot of people like to put their fat phobia as a preference if it was a preference then you wouldn't talk about it so loudly exactly. you wouldn't yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't comment on fat people's bodies all the time if it was just a preference it's a hate it's a projection mm-hmm. and violence against plus size women exists and like i don't know it was just like a 
a light bulb kind of moment for me. I I unfortunately think that my view of men has been largely skewed by being on social media too much. Yeah. But like at the I same guess, time. But like at the same time these men exist and I just don't want to meet them. Like the chance, the 50/50 chance that I could go on a date and this man could be either garbage or decent. That 50 of garbage is too big in my eyes sometimes mm-hmm. and i'm trying to like work myself out of that because i know it's not all men like we say that all the time it's not all men and it but you can't say not all men and then sit there and just shut up and listen to something like that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying for or me not- personally i went through like the same thing that you're going through now with like because i know on tiktok if pe- for people who don't use it if you like certain videos it'll keep showing you the same thing over and over again and mm-hmm. honestly there was a period about like like a couple months ago like a month-long period where i kept getting all these videos about like things that men have done it to the mm-hmm. point where it was making me paranoid about men and i had never felt like that in my life before i've never been like fearful of men i like have male friends and shit like that Mm-hmm. so one day i was just sitting there and i was like okay i have to like stop looking at stuff like this because it was just like like you were saying like it was just like oh it was getting way too much because you know in your head like it's not all men but seeing stuff like that constantly it's just like yeah. okay like oh my god yeah one thing that has helped me with that is to, just to see couples just make fun tiktoks not like the big tiktok couples but like to see black people in love like those you know funny tiktoks like that i'm like okay not all men are shit I know that. Like, I feel like that's a great way that I've indoctrinated and cleaned up my timeline and stuff like that. But, like, yeah, I definitely get what you're saying, Corey. Yeah, I just had to stop watching content like that altogether. Same, it's the same thing for me in, like, true crime. Like, it was making mm-hmm. me paranoid, so I had to stop listening to, like, true crime podcasts and stuff like that. Well, um, that's it for this mini general episode um we're probably gonna do more of these if there's like a hot topic that um won't be in the general episode we'll do these like little short mini little bites we hope you enjoyed it though also um thank you for getting our squid game episode to a thousand listens Ah! we did a thank you relay on tiktok if you haven't seen that we really appreciate you guys listening to us we absolutely um love it come talk to us on twitter come talk to us on tiktok like i promise you we don't bite um but if you can't do that at least leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen but until next time i'm tori i'm Marin. i'm mia and i'm decoria bye-bye bye, bye. bye.